the Dating While Adulting podcast, the greatest podcast ever made, if we may say so ourselves. Go to datingwhileadulting.com for access to everything related to the podcast. That's our Twitter, our YouTube, blog, information about the hosts, etc. So with all that being said, let's get to the conversation. back i really appreciate that it is another great episode of the dating while adulting podcast i am one of your hosts i am michael thomas the other host who is never here well he was here but he's not here anymore well who knows anyway that's neither here nor there we get all of that mess let me get right, right into what i want to talk about over the last few weeks or so i've been spending a lot of time talking about heavy stuff you know heavy subjects about men's egos and women not putting them in in bad positions and talking about all kinds of people dying and all that kind of stuff. And I don't spend enough time talking about happy things, you know? I don't want to be perceived as negative or anything like that. So that's why today I want to change this up in this brief episode that I am presenting to you today. Today I want to talk about happy stuff. I want to talk about love. Love makes me happy. Love should make everyone happy. I can't honestly say that love does make everyone happy because there are some bitter people out there that when they see people in love, they get kind of disgusted by love. And that's just because they don't have it themselves. Now, with that said, I'm not disgusted by love. I'm not in love. But I'm not disgusted by it. With that said, I am disgusted by PDA and all of that stuff. So if I could see less of that, I'd be fine. But love in general, I'm cool with whatever, man. But today, I want to celebrate love, as one of my neighbor's kids is screaming, but go figure that one. Um, Yeah, today I want to celebrate love. Specifically, I want to celebrate the love between Casey and Vicky White. Casey and Vicky White, by the way, they aren't related. But they may as well be because their story is one of true love. And for those of you that aren't familiar with the, the unrelated whites, They met in prison. And the fact that they met in prison speaks to the true power of love. See, love is like water. Despite how you might, despite how you might try to keep it out, love is persistent. Water is persistent and love is persistent too. And eventually that persistence can get into anywhere. And that's the case with Casey and Vicky White. Now, Casey, Casey the guy was an inmate at the prison. Now, Casey had been serving a 75-year sentence for things like murder, home invasion, and carjacking. Well, he was actually awaiting sentencing on the murder charge, so maybe he didn't do that one. But still, you get the gist of it. And while that might seem like a lot of criminality, I think criminality is the word I'm looking for. I think criminality is a word. I'm not 100% sure. But despite all of that, and despite the fact that you might think that, yeah, that's a lot of stuff that he got into, it doesn't necessarily mean that the man doesn't deserve love. You know, a lot of people might think that he doesn't deserve love because of all of those things, but the universe says differently. And actually that's not like some criminal criminality. That, that is a lot of criminality. That's a whole lot of criminality, especially the murder part where it said that he stabbed a woman. Now, again, He was standing trial for that. So we don't know for a fact that he had actually done it. So for the purpose of this podcast, we'll say he allegedly stabbed the woman. But it's Reggie. Yes, that Reggie. 
would ask before judging Casey too harshly, well, what did she do to make him stab her? That would be Reggie speaking. That's the kind of thing that he would say, not me. Now, see, I'm joking at the time when I shouldn't be, so let me just move on. So while Casey was living his life, um, he met who is fair to say his soulmate. And when I say he was living his life, he was in prison waiting, going through trial or waiting trial or whatever. But he was in prison for all the other stuff that he had done. And I don't have to say allegedly for that because he was convicted of that stuff. The only thing that was outstanding was the murder, but I'll leave the murder alone, let that go. But while Casey was living his life and all that stuff, just doing what he had to do while he was sitting in his cell, he met, like I said, who was fair to say his soulmate. That soulmate was Vicky White. Again, no relation. And Vicky, to her credit, was able to look past his criminal, potentially murderous past and was able to see the inner Casey. The Casey that, if you're just reading the headlines about Casey, you wouldn't necessarily see or want to get to know. Vicky was able to look beyond that. This just shows that beauty is truly in the eye of the beholder. And when, when Vicky beheld Casey, she saw his beauty. And that, my friends and non friends, random listeners, whoever's consuming this podcast. It's love. And you women out here complaining because you want a man with a job. See, that's what I'm talking about. Standards just way too high. If you were more like Vicky, you'd have a man. Anyway, I digress. Vicky and Casey, they fell in love. And as a testament to that love and what a real woman would do for a man. (laughs) On a side note, women are always talking about real men this and real men that and what a real man would do and all of that stuff you had a million times a day it seems like but vicky switching and flipping the script a little bit vicky is a real woman anyway as a testament to that love between vicky and casey vicky and did i mention they met because she's a she was a correctional off corrections officer at the prison where casey was hanging out when i say hanging out where he was in prison So I didn't know that women interacted with the male prisoners like that. If I thought that in a male facility, it would be all men working there. Is that sexist for me to say? I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. But Vicky was Vicky was working there at the jail or whatever. And actually she was this assistant director of corrections so she wasn't just some corrections officer like Rick Ross. She was the assistant director. Assistant director. Anyway, so she said that she was transporting um, um, Casey um, for to some facility for a mental evaluation. And now, mind you, there was no paperwork on this. Vicky, in her love-strucken way, line of thinking she wanted to get her man out of jail so she came up with the story or maybe Casey did Casey came up with the story and Vicky just carried it out either way they came up with the story where Vicky would say hey I'm just gonna transport this guy to get a mental mental health evaluation for this murder trial that he's on so he can plead insanity or not and they just said okay it really does kind of have a Mayberry-ish type of feel and for people that fit the demographic of this podcast, you all are familiar with Andy Griffith and how backward 
things were there with Otis letting himself in the cell after he was drunk, drunk the night before or Barney Fife having a one bullet in his gun. It is weird that somebody can just say, hey, I'm going to take this prisoner <laughs> out for mental a mental evaluation. I'll be right back. It, it just seems like there would be more checks and balances, more protocols in place beyond the assistant director of corrections just saying, yeah, I think I just want to take this person out. Anyway, just need to hear that there. While they were out doing their, while they were out doing their thing, well, they weren't really out doing their thing. She said it specifically with the idea in mind that she was going to help him escape from prison. And that's what happened. She took him out for his mental evaluation and they went on the lam. Yeah. Now, again, I don't mean to beat this into the ground, but tell me that's not a good woman right there. Tell me that's not what a real woman would do. <clears throat> I'm sure the fellows agree with me on that one. Fellas, let's applaud this beautiful woman. Let's applaud her as a shining example of how to hold a man down. Because that's all that a man is really looking for. A woman that'll hold him down. Mm. So anyway, I'll just fast forward to the end, which came pretty quickly, unfortunately. And really, how long, how long would you really expect to be out there before getting caught, even with this Mayberry justice system that apparently they were working under? You know, you just can't escape with prisoners and expect to last that long. I can't think of anybody who's done it in the modern era, in the 21st century, who's gotten away with it. Anyway, um, now for Casey's part, when it did end, it, it ended with him getting arrested again. And unfortunately for Vicky, it wound up ending for, the way it ended for Vicky was, she wound up putting a gun into gun to her head, pulling the trigger. And that's when she realized that the gig was up. She killed herself. So I'll ignore how literal the phrase, quote unquote, ride or die is when talking about this particular story. And because someone is dead, actually, in this, I'll get to the point. And despite all of the jokes that I've made and all of the side cracks and wise cracks or whatever you want to call them, it really does get to a serious point. And even beyond the fact that, unfortunately, Vicky took her life. Ultimately, what it comes down to, though, is loneliness is tough, y'all. And when you combine loneliness with low self-esteem, it's even tougher. And see, while outsiders can look at Vicky, Vicky White and call her dumb and all that stuff and other negative adjectives, and while one person's loneliness and self-esteem wouldn't make them fall in love and break someone out of jail, most people can relate um, to loneliness and how it can and how it has led people to down bad paths. When it comes to love, most people that I know, including myself, most people have taken an L for love, you know, or what they thought was love at least. And many of those same people would be harsh in criticizing Vicki White. They'd be, they'd be harsh in criticizing her for succumbing to the same thing that many people have in the past. And many of those people will say, well, I did something stupid, but not that stupid. 
which is a stupid thing to say, to be honest. And while I started the episode again by making jokes about about all of this, this isn't about criticizing or judging the decision that Vicky made. Now, don't get me wrong. Obviously, she made a bad decision and she ultimately paid for that bad decision with her life. But instead of dwelling on that, the bad decision and, you know, how we judge that and what she should have done and what I would have done and all that stuff, because that's ultimately what it gets to. Instead of going through all of that stuff, it's more about the need for more of us to have grace and to look beyond the surface and think about what someone might be going through or in her case, what she might have been going through. And how bad they felt about this situation, that they would risk their own life and existence for love or what she thought was love. Because, see, that's the thing. Nobody's ideal relationship is someone that they meet in prison. But there is a reason that people wind up dating and marrying or whatever people that they meet in prison or people that somebody else, their friends, family, or whatever would look at and be like, I don't understand why you're dating that person. And there could be a lot of different reasons for it, but oftentimes it comes down to just loneliness and low self-esteem, one, the other, or both. And I don't know Vicki White, but for her to go to those lengths for what she thought was love yeah, I don't think I'm stretching too far to say that it was probably one of those things or both of those things. Yeah, so, because to have that guy in her life while they were running, while they were running around, hiding from place to place and all of that stuff, they actually paid somebody to rent them, rent them a hotel, a motel room, which is where they ultimately got caught. The man had rented them a room. He didn't get charged, though. Because they say that he didn't know that he was renting a room for two people that were running from the law. He just was offered money and he did it. So there's no crime in that. So he got off clean at least. But the point I was making was that, man, in Vicky's case, just the idea that for those few days that she was with Casey, that she wasn't lonely, as bad as the circumstances were. She was with somebody and she wasn't going through those bad circumstances alone. And now she's dead. Life is rough, man. Boy, I tell you what, I wish life was more like it appeared on people's Instagrams. I tell you what, when I, if, I don't know how many of you all have Instagram. And if you're in a demographic of this podcast, you can't take for granted that they, that everyone does have Instagram because because, hey, people at this age, yeah, you can't count on anything pretty much. But, boy, I tell you what, when you go on Instagram and you see these people living their best lives and stuff, it makes you think, wow, I must really be missing out. Mm. Yeah, so I wish um, people's lives were more like Instagram. I wish Vicky's life was more like Instagram. And if it was, she wouldn't have felt any desire to break out and run away with somebody who probably was just using her to get out of jail. And that's the sucky part about it. She had legitimate things, tangible things that she could point to 
to show her love for this man. He probably just gave her lip service because he was in jail. So there really wasn't much that he could do to show that he loved this woman. And just on the words that came out of his mouth, because again, what kind of actions can you convey when you're in jail? Just the words that came out of his mouth, that was enough to get her to do all of those things for him. Loneliness, man. Self-esteem, man. Boy, I tell you what, it's real. It's real. And it's funny because I, I hear all the people that are in relationships and stuff tomorrow. That wouldn't be me, shoot. I don't understand loneliness. Yeah, because you got somebody. But it is what it is. Oh, well, I tell you, like my mother used to say, life, man. And as I added to that, man, it'll kill you. Let me, let me just say, let me just end on this note. I read an article um, a couple of weeks back. And it was about the, um, the gay dating site Grinder. And for people that don't know, and honestly, I'm not as familiar with it, but it's been described to me as the tender for gay people. Well, Grindr is going public, so you can buy shares of it in the stock market. I don't know when for all you people that might be interested. But the valuation of Grindr is at $2.1 billion. Boy, you talk about making money off of people's misery, off their loneliness. Now, with that said, I've heard a lot of people tell me that Grindr is just a place that you go to for sex. It could be true, too. But with that said, I I tell you what, $2.1 billion, man, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying that, you know, we live in a capitalist society here in the United States, we also live in a society where it's easy to buy a gun and shoot up people, but that's a whole nother story. But this just seems to be something that's just weird about profiting to that extent off of someone's, I don't know. I don't, maybe Grinder is different from Tinder because when I was on Tinder, all I heard were people, even though that was supposed to have been a site for hookups, or at least that's what it was understood to be. When I would meet women on there, They'd be like, I want a relationship. It's like, on Tinder, you want a relationship? And there's somebody behind the scenes making money off of that. Even though I don't think you pay on Tinder, but they make money some kind of way. Anyway, yeah. So it's just kind of creepy that, you know, while talking about loneliness and stuff like that and talking about these sites now and how this is the way of the world, meeting people online, how this site, is worth $2.1 billion. I tell you what, you give me $2.1 billion and I wouldn't need any kind of um, dating site. Trust me on that. My money would speak for itself. But that's neither here nor there. That's, that's pretty much all I wanted to say. That's it for me today. I tried to keep it short. Actually, I didn't try to do anything. It just wound up being short just because that was pretty much all that I had to say. And I don't feel any need to spend any extra time with words. So, hey. Um, Casey, shame on you, Vicky, um, RIP, and to the people on Grinder, tell 50 friends to tell 50 friends. <laughs>
<laughs> Reggie, you would you want to say something on top of that? <laughs> I'm sorry, it was funny to me. I'm sorry. Anyway, yeah, Reggie's not saying anything. I'm out of here. Goodbye. Mm-hmm.